Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us today. We've got Jacob Croyle. Hello. Rob Croyle. Hello. Myself, Logan Daly. And back with us again, Molly Patterson. Hi. And oh, in man. this corner, it's weighing been... <laughs> 95 pounds. Wind soaking wet. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, glad to have you back. It's Thanks. been a minute. It has it's been, been a minute. It's so, nice to be back. we'll have to actually behave ourselves now, which is terrible. I've been but, listening to the uh, footnotes. Oh. <laughs> she knows. We about to we about to get chastised. Uh, no. Uh, speaking of shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 30 minutes of shortcomings that Molly has been writing down about what Logan has no, said on footnotes. You've done a good job. It's fine. <laughs> Perfect. But anyway, shortcomings uh this week I have to take it. I wasn't within my 30 minutes of allotted time. How long was it, Rob? Well, the guarantee was 30 minutes. I, yeah, minutes. I said I was going to do 29 minutes and 59 seconds. I was told guaranteed. Yeah, I, I started, tried. I, I tried started, so hard. I started to reach in my wallet. I was going to throw money down. <laughs> I, I, I like tried so hard. There was I you know I, I went through it and I tried to cut stuff out and I was like I can't cut that out I have to talk about that I can't cut that out I have to talk about that I mean I could have cut out the uh, you know probably the appendix joke but that you know that wouldn't have gotten me down to 29 minutes there was just not 10 minutes of content to cut out you could have cut it out but you didn't need to yet it wasn't infected <laughs> Exactly oh well played good. Well played. Yeah. But so yeah, you were 30, thirty-seven minutes, and that that was after I edited out all of my coughs and for the most part. Forty-three seconds, because you weren't there for this, Rob. But yeah. There was a lot of coughs. See, and I, that was awful. It wasn't as, and that was without communion. So yeah, my well, communion was like two minutes. Like I, I did not. I did not go long on communion this week. It was real quick. And then I, and I didn't really in my prayer afterwards like I was trying to walk back up on stage and get to my guitar and like so it it was a pretty weak prayer. It, let's be honest. So I was like this is not adding anything to anyone's life. We'll just leave that off. <laughs> There's no need for this. So do we have like a hierarchy system? Like dad's the senior pastor so he gets 40 minutes. You're not the senior pastor, so you get you, you're supposed to go to thirty minutes. So average. No, he good. said you're, you're he encroaching was, on dad's no, territory. No, I was just like I'm gonna I because the last couple of weeks we've been going long. Well, oh. Rob's been going long, but uh, and we try to like we we schedule out thirty in the sure. run sheet. We wanna we wanna respect people's times and follow our run sheet. You know, it's we're fair. not slaves to it, but it's it's good to have some guidelines and follow them. Boundaries are important. And, uh, you know. And he's been harassing me. I've been harassing <laughs> him. I'm like, I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to make it 30 minutes. Uh, I'm going to keep it in 30. And, and it just could not be done. That's a, that was the first thing I looked for. I know it was. I know. It, it hurt me so badly. I was waiting all day Sunday to oh. see how long that... And then you, then you sent the post, you know, like... There's 37 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's a thing. I heard the I heard a whimper but, in your voice. <laughs> but 
it was 37 minutes, but it was only coming through half the speakers, so really it was half that. Yes. Which takes us to our other shortcoming. We don't need all the speakers. (laughs) (laughs) Proven this multiple times. We we set up and it was we were running a skeleton crew. We did not have Joe, who normally sets up our speakers for us. Uh, Shout out to Joe. But uh, me and Jacob set up these speakers, and at some point, Jacob plugged in the speakers on the right hand side of the stage, but then unplugged them so they could put the screen up. And then somehow it didn't get plugged back in. And I realized after service when we were tearing down, there was no noise coming out of these speakers, even though they were turned on. (laughs) And we came upon the realization that we had only been using half of the speakers for the service. Well, to make it better, uh, the one I left on was the one with the buzz in it. It was. Yeah, we (laughs) left on the crackly buzz janky one and... uh, forgot the good ones Did so you see its moment to shine it's fine. it was it was fine it was fine no one no one noticed literally no one no noticed, noticed until afterwards it was roughly right it was halfway right halfway right <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm so used to us only having one speakers <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's a little sad <laughs> that's a little sad but anyway let's talk to let's uh get into some actual footnotes content here Uh, Starting with a discipleship moment of the week, Um, we're going to talk about intentional leaders, what it means to be an intentional leader, talk about intentional leadership. Rob, you want to kick us off? Yeah, so you did a fantastic job talking about what it means to minister, why we minister, it's meeting the needs of other people, and that discipleship means that those of us who have maturity, those of us who've already been invested in or discipled in, will in turn disciple others, uh, first showing them what to do, right? And then uh, giving them opportunity to do it and then releasing them to to do that ministry. And so we want to make sure people are equipped. And uh, if you are being discipled, um, if you're, you need to first make yourself available uh, for discipleship, if you don't learn to minister to others, uh, your dis- your spiritual maturity will be stunted. And so we talk about discipleship takes an intentional leader that's someone that is purposeful. You talked about your story, and you talked about the guy that first invested in you in the area of worship ministry and how you didn't realize at the time that he has been intentional, which actually... Be- takes more intentionality sure. um, to be intentional and no one knows. Or just an oblivious high school student. Or, <laughs> or an oblivious high school student. But with, with Jesus, we see a very intentional leader. He had three years to make disciples. He had three years to prepare his disciples. And um, when you compare the Gospels and you look at the timeline, we know that Jesus spent 18 months with his disciples before he ever asked them to do anything. So he's spending a lot of relational time with them. He's teaching them. Um, he's building relational capital. They're uh, starting to learn and understand his heart for ministry, what this will look like, what is the heart of the Father. He's interpreting Scripture for them. But then we get to the feeding of the 5,000, and Jesus has in this moment, in this story, he's teaching, he's doing something with the crowd. 
he has a message for them, but he also is doing something with the the twelve, the disciples, mm-hmm. and he has a separate message for them. So he's discipling two different levels of discipleship: one at the share connect level, yep. and uh, you know God God cares about your needs, and I'm able to meet your needs. That's a share kind of conversation, um, but also a ministry conversation with the disciples. You sit them down. You feed them. God wants to use you, and so uh, he's intentional there, and then he's intentional when he sends out the 12 in Luke 9. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then it grows, and we know it's growing because a chapter later in Luke 10... 72 others are being sent out in the similar way as the 12 were sent out. Uh-huh. And so we just we see a lot of intentionality in Jesus, and that is if we're going to be disciple makers, we have to be looking down the road, thinking in terms of what does our disciple need, what kind of environments can we engage them in, and... Um, what do we need to show them? What do we need to allow them to do and potentially potentially make mistakes? Sure. Um, when's the right time to release them for ministry? Yeah, when do you take the training wheels off? When do you take the training wheels off? And again, um, there's potential for <clears throat> mistakes to be made because we've all made them. Sure. And whatever sure. whatever ministry we've been trained for, prepared yeah. for, released to do, we've. I mean, you never do. You never reach a point where you're doing it perfectly. <laughs> no. No. At least I've never. I've never met anybody that does that. It's like, nope. I've got this com- completely nailed down. I'm perfect at it. Well, usually, we... usually if I heard that somebody out of. Like, if I hear that out of some somebody, I'm I'm running away quickly. Yeah, I mean, we review our Sundays um, during our staff meeting, and you know, listening to our podcast, I feel like we do have a high quality product. Uh, sometimes the speakers are half on and half <laughs> off, and um, I mean, we've we've run into a number of technical issues that were either uh, something that as a group we forgot about mm-hmm. or life just threw at us. Yeah. Um, and so and that's just, that's a reality. I mean, you know, that's, that's what the disciples dealt with. Sure. Well, and even not on a, not, not even just on a, like a technical standpoint of doing ministry, um, but on a, on a relational level, like there are times where I've had conversations with people and nope, I didn't have that conversation well. Mm. Like I, d- that was not what they needed to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's a learning growing process. And there's people who are much much older and wiser than me that have done that same thing. Like you you like you you've ne- you you've never perfected it. Like there's always going to be that human element where you miss something, and we continue to grow in that. So I think. Allowing people space to fail is important, but also teaching them how to handle that fail. Like when you do fail and screw up, what do you do with that? Exactly. Yeah. Do you do you quit ministry? Do you stop investing in that person because well that conversation didn't go well, <laughs> so I'm done. I'm out. Well, I obviously can, can't do this. You can do the conversation perfectly for one person, 
but then you're gonna have to adjust for a different person wait like, people are different yeah each of my oh, kids man, like the way i so interact wrong. <laughs> the way i have to interact with each of my kids is different <clears throat> and so preach I mean, preach <laughs> been a <laughs> learning curve to figure that out with each child and how and it changes as they go through different stages of their life so yeah nothing makes you feel dumber as a parent than trying to use the tactic that worked on two of you two of your first three for sure and and you try to use it on the fourth and it just blows up and Uh, it's like ugh. well personally as a child spankings never worked on me i would just grip my teeth and look at you dead in the eyes and just be like did not phase me Mm. Put me in the hallway where I can see the family interacting, but they won't interact without me. Ugh, worst thing ever. But it worked for my siblings, like spankings. So, huh. it's different with each kid. Yeah, that. There you go. Yeah, understanding people's hearts, um, and and that's a whole nother. That's a that's what they call a, a soft skill. Mm. Um, but understanding people. Um, understanding the dynamics of conversations, those those are all things that we have to talk about from a discipleship standpoint. Whether we're talking about from a leading a small group, uh, coaching uh, ministry team, calling out people's designs, mm. yeah, yeah. And some people are are much more gifted in in some of those things, and so bringing the right person into the conversation is. Mm-hmm is uh super helpful uh i remember there was a guy in post falls that he had what they called job club and i'm sure i'm sure uh clay is still still doing that but he would uh in the next room from my office he would have meetings with people and he'd be looking at their resumes and i i heard things like now it says here that you want to make thirteen bucks an hour. <clears throat> you are worth way more than thirteen bucks an hour. Like I'm looking at your skill set here, and you just need to know that you are worth more than thirteen bucks an hour. And I'm like, man, this guy is amazing at calling people's potential out. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's someone you can lean on if that's if that's not your skill set. You go to Clay and, and like, hey, sit down with Bob and and their resume and help them, you know, help them know what some next steps are. And I really enjoyed listening to him because he was just so artful at it. That's cool. So, yeah, intentional leader. Jesus was always intentional, and that's something that we could grow in, in our own leadership, in our own discipleship. Nice. Nice. Let's talk Acts 6. Act six. That's a fun word. Yes. Yeah. The book of Acts. So you talked about First Corinthians twelve. Uh-huh. And what's the what what was that conversation about? That was all about design. That was all uh who who you're created to be in the body. Uh you know, are you a prophet, are you a teacher, are you a leader, are you a what what gifts do you you know, what gifts do you have? You're not a hand, you're a foot, you're not a you're not the foot, you're the appendix, and nobody likes you. Um, that's that's a, just a follow-up joke there. If you didn't get that, go listen to the sermon. But, uh, you know, what's your, what's your role in the body? What's your role in the body of Christ? What do you, what do, you do? What are you designed to be? 
Yeah, so design and roles, you know, there's it's really two different conversations. So what you talked about Sunday really centered on design mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. But in Acts 6, uh, the Hellenistic Jews are, the widows are not being fed, or, or there's a concern about are they getting as much as the Jewish widows? And yep. so this concern rises to the disciples, the apostles, and they said, we don't want to neglect the preaching of the word and prayer, mm-hmm. and so choose from yourselves seven men. Now, from a design standpoint, we know Jesus taught the disciples how to distribute food. I mean, they did it for 5,000 people, so <laughs> they're, they're more than equipped. And by this time, I'm trying to think if there's three or 5,000 people that are following Christ already. Yeah. But so the disciples already have a lot on their plate. Like they are trying to figure out how to disciple through other people. Sure. How do we, thousands how do we keep the wheels new, on this thing? Yeah. Right. And so their role was different. Uh, probably within well within their design to serve sure the widows in this way, but um, so roles and designs really kind of take on they're they're related, but they're not necessarily the same thing, right? Um, your design, like as you were saying, your design can encompass a lot of roles, but which role is the best for you to use, or which role is the best for you to carry out? Probably is a slightly different conversation. In the military, we would run these exercises, and we would want to see how a leadership team could function if you took out the commander, mm-hmm. and um, or if you took out maybe one of the commander's key helpers, key decision makers, and it was always interesting to watch it a unit respond to that the very best would always call <laughs> someone else up into a new role and so they had people prepared that could go from if you got tier a b c and the commanders that tier a and then you got your key decision makers your your ncos and officers that are helping the commander you know steer the ship they're the tier b and then and then the worker bees are, you know, at the tier C level. If you lost a tier, if you lost a commander, someone from the tier B would have to step up into that role, and someone from the tier C would have to step up into the tier B level role. Yeah. If you ever had someone, if you ever lost a tier B person and the commander tried to drop down and, and deal with that piece too, you lost something in the role that the commander's supposed to fulfill. Mm. Mm. And so if the disciples would have stepped down into this role of uh, serving the tables and, and meeting the, the real needs of, of people, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, the meeting of that need would have been accomplished, but there, but other needs of the larger of the larger organization would have gone unmet, and those are things <coughs> that we have to we have to remember when we're. <coughs> so sometimes, yeah, that that's well within my design, 
for me to solve as a lead pastor. Sure. May not be my role. Yeah. And so that's, these are some of the things that we, we consider when we're talking about, you know, who should be leading a group, who should be leading a certain ministry. There's, a, there's another side of that conversation that um, can get out of, you can get out of sync with that because um, can, you can take that too far. And say, um, say for example, uh, there are some churches where the lead pastor is up on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's, yeah, no, it's, you know, I'm designed for this, 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 and this. And that's beneath my role. Mm. You know, that's not my role. It's beneath me. Uh, that's not what's, that isn't what's going on. And I've, I've heard this passage actually twisted into that and that's not what's going on here there's there's a difference between saying yep nope this is what's best for the kingdom and saying no that's beneath me um yeah because washing people's feet wasn't beneath jesus yeah so obviously that's not like we can't use that as a as an argument so don't when when we're saying this don't be hearing that that is not what we're saying well, and as you are going along, we should all be humble enough to meet whatever need is is right there before us. That's there's a difference between, you know, if God putting um, like a happenstance, something that just kind of happens, and and there's a need there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. You know, vacuuming the the office like I do it all the time, um, and it's no. We actually don't have a definition of whose role that is. It just it, it needs to happen from time to time. And so, you know, there we go. Um, so, I don't think that the disciples were afraid of of getting their hands dirty, um, and I don't think that was the intent. Um, I think the, the intent was actually just to call other people up into a new role because as your organization grows, whatever the organization is, um, well, where, where churches actually fail to grow is is when the pastor won't allow other people to lead to. Mm-hmm. And so we need to allow people to serve, especially within their design, uh, especially when they're better at it than I am. Um, you know, if, uh, if Clay was here in town, I'd be asking Clay to start a job club, you know, and, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and I wouldn't do it, um, because he, he's just so much better at it than I am. And so, um, you know, whether it's, uh, the way we lean on our elders or the way we call other people up to start new groups, you know, those kinds of things. Nice. Yeah. And having been a leader, like there are times where you know you don't have someone to call up at the moment so you got to get in there and do it yourself yeah. um and and it definitely wasn't one of those points where uh they had people so yeah it's sure. definitely better to call them up than to yeah if, if you physically don't have enough people you do what you you do what you need to do to get the job done and that was really something that the Air Force taught me the preparation that takes to ensure that there are 
like if you have the numbers, but you just not, you're just not investing in people and, and, and giving them the opportunity to spread their own wings. Mm-hmm. That's where you're not being an intentional leader. Sure. Yeah, there's a difference between not having the bodies and not having the, uh, not having put in the training. Yeah. Sure. Cool. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk about where ministry happens. I mentioned this a little bit in the sermon that I said that you know ministry is not limited by, like it's not just confined to the four walls of the church, but let's let's expand that topic a little bit. Well, yeah, my my fear is that when people hear us talk about share connect ministry you're like uh oh they're that means all right i'm out i'm not a, i'm not a pastor yeah either i'm not a pastor um or the other side is oh the church just wants more people to do stuff mm-hmm. um but actually, which we do which we do <laughs> <laughs> but let, 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 let's be clear we we always do but <laughs> but it's more than that um you know, we talk about being a kingdom of priests quite a bit. Uh, the The term for for pastor, the Greek term, is actually shepherd. Um, interestingly enough, so uh, if you can corral sheep in some way, shape, or form, I guess you really are a pastor. Tell <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad. Pretty sure that's what our job is, right? <clears throat> Just corralling sheep. Yeah. But the biblical example that we see the, from the narrative is that most ministry happens actually outside of the four walls of the physical building. Mm-hmm. You know, for the early church, uh, it would have been the synagogue or the temple. Uh, if they were in Jerusalem, the temple, if they were in Nazareth or Capernaum, it would have been, you know, synagogue. And uh, when we see Jesus or the disciples minister to people, rarely is it done actually at the temple or the synagogue. Yeah. And so we really do want our our people to be thinking in terms of how can I engage in my community according to my design? Uh, And I'll use clay again, you know, like... Clay has uh, has a skill set that he's using, and he's engaging his community. What happens is people will come to the benevolence program there at the Post Falls Real Life, and we could hand out, you know, from a benevolence standpoint, we could hand out fish, or we could teach you how to fish, and and so the part of the benevolence program is to not only help people with today's tangible needs, but um, but also give them the opportunity to, to be the ones that can actually support the ministry because they're working in in a func- in a way that uh, is is meaningful to them. So uh, that's that's Clay living out his his design. Sure, they have that ministry because that's Clay's design. We don't have that ministry here in Missoula today because I haven't seen that person with that unique design, you know, just kind of bursting forth. Sure. Um, the ministries that I saw started in Pulse Falls came out of people's design and came out of people's passions and came out mm-hmm. of people saying, hey, I want to do something about this. 
And that's how we will start ministries here in Missoula. We won't start ministries because Logan and Rob, you know, you know, Molly sitting around the table going, well, what should we start doing this week? <laughs> what else should we add to our plate? Um, yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> you know, right now we're supporting Kevin and <coughs> and what Kevin's doing and with uh, Seeds of Hope. and yeah. That's and, a great example of like Kevin's passionate about that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's passionate about suicide awareness and he's doing ministry. Yeah bringing awareness to that talking with people training people like that is doing ministry yep he's doing a killer job at that um dave baker dave baker goes up and helps clean teeth at uh what's the name of the ranch um oh pine haven pine haven that's right goes up and helps them out that's totally like speaking of beneath your roles like dentists don't clean teeth that's for a hygienist. Dave goes up there and does like he absolutely knocks it out of the park. Absolutely, that's within his design. He, but yeah, he does. He humbles himself in order in order to do that, and in a couple different ways. Like he's he's doing dental work for free. Um, actually, it costs him because he's paying for the supplies and and um, and and like you said, you know. He's doing work that he normally pays someone else to do because he'd probably rather not do that type of work, I imagine. Well, but like in a dentist office, like if he was spending all of his time cleaning the teeth, he can't spend as much time doing the things that only a dentist could do. Right. You know, so that makes sense there. But in this case, he's like, well, I got some extra time. I'm going to go up and I'm going to go love on some kids. Yeah, really. That's what it is. Like, I'm going to go show these kids the love of Christ. Like, that is awesome. So when it comes to ministry, we want to help people engage their community in meaningful ways, uh, according to their design. And when when people do that, when they live out their design, you really don't have to, you know, nudge them. You know, there's. uh, You know, that. That train's going to go full speed. Yeah. Which is pretty cool to watch. So that's, um, yeah. That's where ministry what do you happens. Do, what if you do, what, what do you do if you don't feel like you've connected to any ministry? Like if you're like, I ah, just, none of the, none of these things, like I don't feel impassioned to do anything. I just, I don't know where I fit. I don't, what do you do with that? Well, I think you start with a ministry that you're that's available, something that's available, and um, if there's someone investing in you already, start learning to minister with that person. Because I, I feel like when people have those questions, it it's not so much about um, do I. I don't know what I want to do. I think it has more to do with, I don't know if I can do what I'm really dreaming of, of doing. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. I got this big dream. And I don't know if I could really do that. I don't know if I'm equipped yet. Sometimes right. I think it's because nobody's called something out in you. Like, I, my parents, from a pretty young age, were like, you should be a teacher. 
because like just my natural inclination inclination is to bring people along and like let me show you how to do this like and so they told me from a very young age you should be a teacher which I hated because I did not like the idea of going to school to go back to school but I became a preschool teacher and now I'm teaching my kids and like and they called my brother um really liked I mean he could take one of those like little like inch by inch pictures of a lego like built and he could build it he could replicate it Hmm. and so they're like you should look into architecture or drafting and um with my brother james they also were like you should be a teacher and he's a pastor now and like and my sister they encouraged her to go towards like veterinarian stuff because she just loves animals and so she's working with a um feed stanley feedlots and Mm, Twin mm-hmm. Falls, Eden area. So it's like you like somebody needs to call that out in you sometimes in order for you to see, have an idea of the direction you're going to sure. go. Which brings us back to like if you get involved, like obviously with your kids, mm-hmm. like your kids are involved in your life, hopefully. If yeah. they're not, you should change that. <laughs> um, do better. But uh, like if, if, if I'm, if I'm going to call out Jacob's design, I probably should spend some time with Jacob, shouldn't I? Like that would make sense, right? Just a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Okay, so like if I if I just randomly came into a room, we met for like ten minutes, and we're just talking about the new Kanye album, and that's all we talk <laughs> about, and then I'm immediately I just start calling out your design, quote unquote. Are you going to give that much credence? No. Oh, probably you'd be his Chick Fil A. I'm. I'm I mean, sure. I, I would be his Chick Fil A, uh, but it would be Sunday, and he'd be closed <laughs> down. But. Uh, the point being like one, if you're, if you're (laughs) expecting somebody to call out your design, you probably should spend some time with them and give them an, like show them your life, show them what you do, Mm -hmm. which what better way to do that than to be doing ministry with whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you have a crazy big dream, find someone else that has, that's living out their crazy big dream that it doesn't have to be the same dream, Mm -hmm. but, but get around people that live by faith and and you know climb big mountains and you know figure out what it is that they do and and tell them what your dream is because you know that's it's contagious mm. those big dreams are contagious uh, if you have a crazy big dream more likely God put that there uh, figuring out how to live that out is always the challenge um yeah there you go i like it it's good stuff good stuff well thanks for joining us on another episode of footnotes uh as always hit us up at info at missionridge.church if you got any questions or uh, want to get involved in a care group or you're in the missoula area i'd uh, love to have you join us um if not we will see you next week Finishing up our discipleship series. We're going to talk about the last quadrant of the the graph. Disciple. 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 The bears. Cool. Cool. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.
Dad used to listen to the NWA. <laughs> oh man, dude, don't you be ragging on NWA. That's some good stuff. It's just it's so hard for me to imagine that. <laughs> Cruising down the street in my six four. Yeah, your dad was rocking to that. <laughs> I take you I take you to like I respect you too much to imagine you <laughs> be able to imagine you like that. <laughs> Bill Biv DeVoe, I mean all those guys were uh Yeah. There's My name is Humpty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, set your phasers to stun. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>